Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, we got good news for Team USA. We got rim protection, and we got our guy, JaVale McGee, who has been on the program, on to Team USA. I mean, I'm I'm celebrating. I'm excited, BJ. Yeah, it it really is. And congratulations uh, to JaVale McGee and the other members who are now on the team as they head to Tokyo and um it was great for them to identify the big fella and and have a player that can bring that aspect of the game because it's an important one when you play an international play so we talked about it on our last podcast yes you you uh, made a list BJ you checked it twice you said these are the guys these are the type uh, of players yeah, that we I, need. I don't know anything I don't know anything <laughs> so I'm not gonna go here but listen he's on the team and the the goal is no matter how it happens or whatever let's get the right people there to give ourselves uh the usa and whatever we're doing the best chance so i i agree with them that you know you need rim protection and certainly he can fill that void yeah and if you look at the roster to, to get everybody up to speed if you're not keeping up with usa because again we're in exhibition mode right now these are not the real games but we're getting primed for tokyo but we only have six active players Kevin Love, who was on the team, is not healthy enough. He's going to step away. Bradley Beal gets into protocols. He is not going to be available now to go to Tokyo. Uh, Jeremy Grant, uh, who we talked about, is a, is a great option uh, You know, on the defensive end for this team. He is also in protocols. So there is a lot to still be figured out, but they add JaVale McGee, so we get rim protection. They add Keldon Johnson. Uh, young guard from the San Antonio Spurs who has looked good on the select team. So now he's going to bump up uh, to the main roster. And we're waiting on three guys who are currently in the finals. And BJ, I'm going to throw this out there. I think they should add Brooke Lopez to this team because uh, that would be nice insurance right behind, you know, a guy, JaVale McGee. And if you're, if you are going to get Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday potentially, why not add a third uh, NBA champion to this roster? Um, well, hey, look, I, I, I love Brooke. But again, that's a different game over there. Yeah, so maybe uh, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> no, I'm not saying that he shouldn't be on the team. I'm just saying yeah. you, you got to feel whenever you're building a, a roster and you're playing in 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 that type of play. And let's talk about building a roster, right? When you're building yeah. a roster, you try n- never to duplicate what you have. Mm. Okay. You never try to duplicate the same player. Mm-hmm. So this people will tell me player X is a great player, right? What makes a great player? Let's take today's player. Let's take LeBron James, for instance. Let's just take him. What makes LeBron James a great player? People will start telling me, oh, because he does this or he he's the GOAT because of that. Well, <laughs> people will say things like, well, he's he scored 40 points in a game. Okay. The reason he's a great player is because LeBron James is a very versatile player and he's capable of playing many different facets of the game that people that doesn't have the athletic ability he has or the size that he has can't possibly do. This is why Magic Johnson 
you could talk about all of the great guards, right? You know, mm-hmm. just a week ago, we were talking about Chris Paul, one of the greatest guards ever. And I told you then, I said, I, look, I, I like Chris Paul. But when you start talking about greatest ever, there are limitations to being a small guard because Magic Johnson and Oscar Robertson and Jason Kidd and those size guards, they can do something that the little guards can't do. Big guards. Big guards. They can do there's nothing you can do. So when you start saying greatest ever with a little guard, you have to start with the one guy who did it to the highest level. His name is Isaiah Thomas. Number 11. Okay, if you're not starting there, now you're just... Now you're disrespecting. You're disrespecting the game. You're not... This isn't an argument. This is like, okay, here's the one guy, because there's only (laughs) been one... Whoever did it, yeah. Who did it? There's only (laughs) been one. Mm-hmm. It's not like a whole bunch of those guys. And they'll say, what about Steph Curry? Well, Steph Curry is not really, you know, he's some type of, he's a combo guard of some sort. I don't know what he is. He's, he's like he's, a, he's like a hybrid, hybrid that we've never seen. He's a seen hybrid before. type of guard. AI, same. Mm-hmm. When you say point guard, then little guy, you got to start with him. You got to start with him. It starts with him right now and it ends with him. Everybody else, let's put them. LeBron James, get back to the original point. LeBron James is a great player because of one thing, one reason. It's because he can play so many different phases of the game. If you want to play a slow game, he can do that. If you want to play a fast game, he can do that. Mm. If you want to double team him, he can pass. If you play single coverage, he can score. He can play from the low post. He can play from the high post. He can play in screen roll. He's a very now capable three-point shooter. Yep. He can play downhill. He can be the secondary scorer. He can be the 6'8 point guard in the first half and then go to the power forward position and play that game. Like he's Carl Malone or something. He can rebound the ball. Mm -hmm. He can defend against screen roll. He can def- he's a good enough defender to play in the passing lanes. He's athletic enough to rebound the basketball, push it out, and either make a play for himself or others. Everyone doesn't have the capability to go out there and play in all of these different facets of the game. Mm-hmm. Magic okay. could. Scottie Pippen, Pippen could, could. LeBron Pippen can. Could. Yeah, it's a very it's, select group. It's, it's a very select group. Kawhi Leonard is a very unique player. Mm-hmm. This is why I love... Giannis, because the possibilities are endless in how you could game plan with him on both sides of the ball. Because he he can do multiple things. He can wear multiple hats. He could be perhaps one of the greatest players to ever play. Why? Because there hasn't been a player who could rebound the ball, push it out, and rim protect in the same game. (laughs) <laughs> okay mm-hmm. okay this is fascinating now now I, he's caught my attention i'm going oh wow like he can play in the passing lanes like he did in last game think about what he the defensive plays you saw you saw him make an incredible block you saw him still in the passing lanes you saw him guard screen roll versus a point guard you saw him help and recover mm-hmm. all in one game with one player. 
And he's this, attacking them on defense. You know this, what I mean? That's is, that's what I'm enjoying. You can switch. Mm-hmm. He can guard Devin Booker. He can guard Chris Paul. Chris Paul he can yeah. guard DeAndre Ayton. He can guard Jay Crowder. And no one blinks. And no one says, oh, what? This is a very unique player. Now, when you're building a team, it's very important that you never duplicate what you have. Mm. This is why it's very intri- – I'm intrigued now that after three games that Team USA is saying we need to add other dimensions because maybe, possibly, they were duplicating what they had and now they need to bring in shot blocking. They need to bring in a point guard. That's why I mentioned John Morant as a possibility. But, okay, they're going to bring in Devin Booker. They're going to bring in Drew Holiday. They're going to bring in – so. Whatever it is, you never duplicate what you have because within a roster, you want to try to get as many players as you possibly can. So when I was working in the front office with a 12-man roster, I always tried to have 20 players. Mm. Right? Because LeBron James is basically, he's basically 10 players. (laughs) Because he can play point guard on both sides of the ball. He can play two guard on both sides of the ball. He can play small forward on both sides of the ball. He can play pop forward on both sides. And in today's game, he can play center on both sides. Mm-hmm. So if I'm building a team with LeBron James, my first thing I would say is, all right, I'm going to try to build a team with versatility because I have 10 players. Giannis is 10 players. Mm-hmm. Giannis, at, some, at one point in his career, he played the point guard position. He started yeah. as a point guard. He Think started, about this. J- Jason Kidd said you're the point guard. guard. Team. Okay. And then all of a sudden now you're watching them play the center position in the NBA finals. <laughs> okay. Magic. Magic's the only guy that yeah, did that. And that was this out of necessity. What, okay. Yeah. This is what I see. This is why I don't get into those arguments about all the, you know, who's the GOAT. Who cares? Who cares who's the GOAT? I see 10 players. <laughs> this is what I see. And this is why you and I, we talk different, right? You know what I mean? So now we see Giannis as 10 players. So I have a team that I could build. Instead of trying to get 20 players, I have a team now. I got 30 to 35 players. Mm-hmm. See, no one really knows why Michael Jordan was great. They just say, oh, man, he's he can score. Or he can do. I love it when people say all, all he did was just score. But no. This guy was like defensive player of the year. Yes. And attacked you on defense. Okay, he was Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Now, Giannis can do something Michael Jordan couldn't do. Rim protect. Yes. As we just saw against so DeAndre. Michael Aiden. Jordan couldn't be 10 players. He was six players. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if he could have guarded Carl Malone and Charles Barkley on the, on the defensive end. Do I think he could have played the four and scored? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Could he have guarded those guys? No. No, but there, there's physical limitations it's to what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah exactly. he, could, he could be six. But when you add another player like a Scottie Pippen to a, already a guy who's six players, because Scottie was probably eight players. Because mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen could guard Bill Lambeer. Scottie yep. Pippen could guard some fours in this league. Mm-hmm. 
Scotty Guarded Pippen. Barkley at times. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you add that, so now suddenly when you watch, when I saw Scotty and Michael, I go, that's like 14 players. That's a huge advantage. <laughs> we basically so, have a full roster with those two guys. Yeah, yeah. you're counting like, <laughs> oh, man, Michael Jordan. No, I'm looking like, God, it's, it's like five versus like 25 players out here. Mm-hmm. Because Michael, Michael really should have been counted twice as an offensive player because he was just that dominant. But when you see the versatility of some of these players, then you understand why they're so good. Mm-hmm. Giannis is 10, literally, he's 10 players. Imagine if you built a team around one word, versatility. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you could put Scottie Pippen and Giannis and Kawhi and LeBron and Anthony Davis and those type of players all on one team. There's no way that you would have the versatility to play and adapt to how they could play. Mm-hmm. You'd be behind the eight ball the entire time. And when you're yeah. building the USA team, you never, whenever you're building a team, you never duplicate what you have. If you got a guy who can shoot, don't go to get another guy who can shoot. Go get another guy who can <laughs> we, shoot. We got a whole else. roster of shooters and, and shot makers. That's but this is got. roster building. Yeah. This is this is an art. This is an art of how you build a team. Like when you look at Phoenix, that's, that's a pretty good roster. Mm-hmm. Aiden is totally different than Sarge. I respect that. See, I, I like that. Chris Paul is totally different than Cameron Payne. Mm-hmm. I like that. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I like that. See, it gives you a different look, a different feel, a different energy. Chris Paul plays at his pace. Cameron Payne comes in at 100 miles an hour. and Tasmanian devil, uh, yeah. Dario Saric is a totally different player. I like their rosters. And then Cam Johnson is a different player than Mikhail Bridges. Yep. Jay Crowder is very interesting because Jay Crowder can play the two, the three, the four, and now he's playing five. Now the five, yeah. So he's going for eight, yeah. He's a very... Don't just tell me he's a good player, a good role player. No, he's an exceptional player, just like Andre Iguodala. He's an exceptional player because you can now you can plug these guys in to places where the other guys just can't adjust. Mm-hmm. Jay Crowder is a very interesting player in today's game, just like the Morris twins are very interesting players to me. Yep. They can go three, four, five. They can go. Th- Some of these players are very. Jalen Brown is a very interesting player to me. Mm-hmm. LaMelo Ball is a very interesting player to me. Because <laughs> you're saying, oh, wow, he can play the one on both sides. He's got the size to play the two on both of the sides. And if he gets a little stronger, he might he be able, able to play, play the three, three yep. on both sides. And he's yep. a young kid mm-hmm. with no experience. You're going, oh, wow. Don't just tell me he's good and he throws fancy passes. Tell me why. Tell me, explain to me what you see. He's a very interesting player because now you're saying, oh, wow, I got six players. I got six players. I can build a team around versatility. Mm. And you're, when you say a positionless game, okay, there's one of those players. So imagine if he was the point guard playing with Giannis. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Oh, wow. No, no. You got 16 players with two guys. Yeah. Kevin Durant right now is coming off of a significant injury and is playing the five position in international play. Oh, wow. Think about that. 
Yeah, they, I mean, they're they're expecting him to be the rim protector based on the roster. Think about so his versatility is like wow. And here's and he a guy was who, that with the Warriors. I mean, he moved, he slid over to the five multiple times. Abs- this is what I'm saying. Understand why these guys are good. So we got to this conversation with one thing. I'm happy to see that Team USA now. They're building out their roster around never duplicating the position. And mm. for all you young GMs out there, for all you young coaches, always try to build your roster with as much versatility as you can because the games that you play will require different things in the game. If you just have a team full of shooters and if nobody can make a shot, there's nothing else you can do. <laughs> have some guys that can defend. So have some guys who can shoot. Have some guys who can move the ball. Have some guys who could rebound. That's called team building, and that's – I don't know how we got to that conversation, but but I, no, love, I love it with, with USA basketball. Yeah, me too. And I'm I uh, I'm still hoping that uh, we add someone else. I hope they add another guard. I mean, I think uh, you know you pointed out John Morant. I would love for him to get the call. Trey Young uh, put out a little video. You know, basically yeah, the yeah, Isaiah yeah. Thomas clip. You know, it's trying to say that he he wants to be a part of this team, but they need a point guard regardless. I mean, Kyle Lowry is the the name I kept coming back to because. He was obviously a part of the 2016 team. He's a good yeah, fit in yeah, FIBA yeah, play. You know, so. look, one of the premier positions, especially in international play, this is USA basketball. All right, while BJ takes that phone call, quick break to get a word from our sponsors. Birthdays, holidays, promotions, getting that last sprinkled donut. There's a lot in this world worth celebrating, but nothing is worth celebrating more than knowledge, especially knowledge that will pay off, like understanding how compound interest works, knowing how to check your investment professional's background, or figuring out your risk tolerance. Or finally understanding all those terms your friends keep throwing around like ETF, ESG, and ICO. Learn about these investment products and more at Investor.gov, your unbiased resource for valuable investment information, tools, and tips. Before you invest, Investor.gov. Back to Pushing Through. All right, we're back. Uh, BJ, we talked about Team USA. Obviously, you know, looking for a point guard uh, is the next primary objective. Drew Holiday uh, is their best their best hope right now that's coming over once he gets done with the finals. So bringing up the finals, can we talk about the finals a little bit? Because uh, game four, I mentioned the block. You mentioned the you know defense that Giannis Antetokounmpo has been showing, but he dominates this game again. I mean, I don't even remember him scoring 26 points, to be quite honest with you, but he still is able to do that. So he put up a 40-point effort in this game, and he scores 26. Uh, he's also put up 60-point efforts where he's been able to score 40. Um, but Giannis Antetokounmpo continues to dominate. And I think that's the word, right? Domination. And I heard Monty Williams actually say that to DeAndre Aiden at one point. He said, I don't care about the stats. Dominate. Go dominate. And that is what Giannis Antetokounmpo is doing. It is not about the stats. The stats are are separate of what he's being able to do in these basketball games. Well, yeah, I, I think the word, you know, I, I, I go back with great players. And there's a presence that great players all have. Mm-hmm. Like you always know they're in the room. Yes. Like when a great player walks in, it's like everyone kind of like just turns around and, and automatically looks. It's like the story you told me about Dr. J when, yeah, when, yeah, you, yeah, when you first yeah. saw like, him in real know, life. Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, like it's a presence. Like, you know, like everyone's hanging, but when the doc walks in the room, everybody just kind of, oh, there's a presence. Now, mm-hmm. in today's term, let's put it how it is. Do you feel me? Mm-hmm. Giannis, do you feel do you feel me? The answer is yes. Unequivocally, <laughs> yes. 
you feel him. His presence is all over the game. And I think that's what Monty was trying to say to DeAndre Aiden. Look, okay, you, you, you're not having a great statistical game. Mm-hmm. But do you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, a, a, a teammate of mine had one of the greatest nicknames ever. You know, this isn't the one that everyone re- knows about. Well, we call Bill Cartwright the teacher. Mm-hmm. And everybody would say, why? Because <laughs> you was going to feel him. And he was going to show you and teach you why they call him the teacher. See, Biggs used to play with a certain presence about them that it was understood. It wasn't in the rule book. If you were a little guy and you were going to drive and attack the basket, you was going to feel the big fella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he was, was going to remind it? you why you don't do you that. You was going to feel the big yeah. fella. It was an unwritten rule that every guard understood. That's why we all specialize in the stop and pop game. Mm-hmm. Y'all Chris refer Paul. to it as the mid-range. Yep. Because if I went in there too many times, the Rick Mahorns, the Jeff Rulins, the Charles Barkley, the Carl Malone's, the Bill Lambeers, they was going to say, okay, you're you going to feel this now. It was an unwritten rule now. DeAndre Ayton, did he, I don't even think he had double figures in the last game. But you know what? I was really happy for him. He had 17 rebounds or so. And he had a nice game. And that is very important. Giannis right now has a presence about him on the floor right now that's affecting and contributing to the absolute bottom line. On mm-hmm. both sides. And that's what Monty knows. They got to slow him down. So you say, oh, well, he didn't, he only had what, 26 points. It wasn't the 26 points. It was the rebounds. It was the steals. It was the blocks. It was the floor game. It's setting screens so that Chris Middleton can get open. He gets 40 points. But you know why he gets 40 points? Because every time they run that screen roll with Giannis, pick your poison. You're going to mm-hmm. switch. Or you're going to live with Middleton getting that little shot at the elbow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Giannis right now is controlling the entire game. Yes. On both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. And he did it in a way in game four that was unique that only the great, great ones can do. He doesn't have to score to be the best player on the floor. See, this is what makes me nervous if I'm Phoenix now. You're going, okay. He's figured out how how to dominate the game. When you win a game in the playoffs, Tate, I want to say this. When you start winning games in the playoffs that you should lose, you're talking about a confidence builder. Mm-hmm. They had no business winning that game. Especially that game with won. Devin Booker going off. De- 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 hey, Devin Booker was terrific. Yeah, Devin he, Booker he, and the He Phoenix went Suns. to win that game. Like we talked about, he had to go to try to win that yeah. game, and now, he went for it. I got to – I got to – say this because I've been listening for the last two days now. Oh, Chris Paul. Everyone's going at Chris Paul. Oh, Chris Paul. Chris Paul was the reason. You know, everyone's the reason. (laughs) Okay. But here, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. We got to tell it like it is. Chris Paul is 36 years of age. Mm -hmm. 
He's 36. Now, when you're 36, you can't do with a 20 with, with that young body. See, at one point, Tate, I'm over 50 now. At one point, Tate, I used to stay up all night mm-hmm. and run all day and repeat it and do it. Around 32, 33, I had to pick and choose, Tate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had to pick your spots, yeah. Now, Chris Paul knows this. At some point here, he's got to lay it all out on the line because he's got to get to the other side of difficult. This mm. is what, when you win a championship, you got to get to the other side of difficult. I can't remember how Monty termed it, but I know I got to get to the other side of that mountain. Mm. And there's no easy way for me to get over there other than to do the work that's necessary. At 36, I got to pick and choose when is the right time and when is the wrong time to do it? 36 now, Chris Paul knows this. It may be game six and game seven. It may be game five and game six. I don't know when it's going to be, but I'm going to tell you this. Chris Paul is not going to expend any and waste any energy from this point moving forward because he's not supposed to be in this position. We've never seen a player at his age, at his size, literally playing at this level. Mm -hmm. Because normally, for us little guards, the wheels fall off around 32-33. All right? If you go back into the finals, I remember when Kareem was this age, and we can talk about the Boston Massacre. He was around 37 or so, but he was a seven-footer. Watching LeBron James play at this age. Now these guys are able to extend two or three years past because of the training and the things that they're doing now. Chris Paul is 36. They must have listened to us, Tate, when they said, you got to be a little bit more physical with him Mm. and you got to wear him down. Yep. Now, Chris Paul, here's a little secret. Don't tell anybody, Tate. As you mature, as you get older in this league, you want to spend less and less time going as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, when you're young, you go by guys. They're forcing Chris Paul to do something he doesn't want to do right now. He doesn't want to go by anyone. He wants to have the game in front of him. Mm-hmm. Because as you get older, you understand what speed and quickness is for. I love campaign. Campaign just goes fast for no reason at all. He just comes out there and just goes fast. <laughs> he just runs. Yeah. He, he doesn't even warm up anymore. He just, bam, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul, no, he doesn't want to do that now. When is the last time we've seen Chris Paul blow by somebody in the last two or three games? Not often. This is, this is what all of the guards know that's guarding him. In particular, Drew Holiday. So Drew Holiday is trying and has been very successful. He's been very physical with Chris Paul and wearing down from 94 feet. Now, I'm concerned because I haven't seen Chris Paul in three. So you have three days in between the games, right? Because all of us little guards understand the importance of having speed and quickness. You guys think the snake is a move. I know the snake is a strategy to counter speed and quickness. Mm -hmm. 
See, you guys are practicing the snake because you say you saw somebody do it on TV. You guys are practicing the fadeaway because you saw it on TV. I saw the guy who made this fadeaway famous. He was jumping so high, he didn't have to fade away. He was fading away because it was necessary to manufacture shots. These guys are snaking because it's necessary to counter speed and quickness. Those are called angles during the game. I want to see Chris Paul now blow by somebody because everyone respects speed and quickness. He hasn't done that for sure in two games. So Jeff Teague is coming into the game with a purpose. You pick up Chris Paul full court every single Mm -hmm. time. And Mm -hmm. Drew Holiday is doing the same. Now, if Chris Paul, if I see Chris Paul blow by somebody, I feel good because Chris Paul's ability to blow by somebody is going to create opportunities for DeAndre Aiden. So you can throw lobs and you can do all of the other things. And it's going to make Drew Holiday or Jeff Teague second guess guess. pressing up on him. Because you you have to respect speed and quickness. Mm -hmm. Chris Paul is bumping and bringing the ball up how I brought it up when I was an old guard. Because I was like, oh, God, this guy, he's too fast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when Allen Iverson's picking you up 94 feet, you're like, man, get, get back. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little secret. I'm not saying Chris Paul does it because he still looks like he, every now and then, he shows you. That's what I'm saying. I think he's still saving. Like, I think he's I, picking I, I, his spots as we He's got to pick his spots now. Yeah. He's got to pick his spots. So hopefully he will utilize his speed and quickness because Phoenix desperately needs him. To blow by because that's why he's getting so many turnovers. Mm-hmm. Because he can't get by them to get to the right angles to make the pass. Yeah. Now, Chris Paul is he he he's too good of a player. He knows this. He knows every angle. He's seen every defense. Does he have the energy to do it? Because you can't tell me that he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Chris knows exactly what I'm saying here. Does he have the energy to do it? Because if you watch the game, and when we watch the game tomorrow night, Tate, watch how physical Drew Holiday is with him. Mm-hmm. And and when Giannis gets switched on him, Giannis does the same thing. He's he's right up in his face. Yeah. Okay. And instead of doing all of the moves, just blow by the guy. Because everyone has to respect that, and that's what I haven't seen for sure in two games. I first saw it in game two, and I was like, oh, well, maybe he's just – because he started getting turnovers at, at the end of game two. Mm-hmm. And then game three, I saw it. Game four, but I was like, he got three days rest, so he should be okay. Now, if we see it in game five, now we know. That's what we're watching for, you know. That's, this is that's, a, what, that's, that's, that's all, all it is. Just, all it I takes just, is one blow by too, because then it then just, it makes the whole thing. You're second guessing. You think he yeah, has yeah, his yeah, extra yeah. gear. He can hit. You know what I mean? So you you, you follow me. If yeah. you see him blow by, now he will open the game up for everyone else. DeAndre Ayton had a great game one. Why? Because Chris Paul was blowing by everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
and throwing lobs, and, and then you're forcing Giannis to get back and cover. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Don't tell anyone, no take. We're just going to watch for it. You and I, <laughs> we're just going to watch for it. These are little secrets at the guard position. Mm-hmm. This is what Drew it's Holiday the guard, this knows. This is the guard guru. Yeah, this you is what, what Drew mean? Holiday. This is what Drew Holiday knows. And give him credit; he's been very, very physical. And just watch those guys. Mm. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, we can't give all the secrets away this time, BJ. But I, I think that's a that's a good final note. There, we're going to watch game uh, game five in Phoenix Saturday night. Uh, it's going to be six o'clock our time, nine o'clock Eastern. When I was on the East Coast, BJ, I mean these nine o'clock tips they they're they're tough. It's tough, but they are, hey, it's good basketball. It's it, worth watching. It, it, it's basketball. It's here. I can't wait till tomorrow night. And uh, I appreciate you as always. And yeah, I got one last thing, though, my friend. Yeah. yeah, what's that? Win in water. You got to make waves. We will see you early next week to talk all things NBA Finals and probably JaVale McGee again. We'll see you then.